I've been reading a lot of Harry Potter recently because I just bought a Kindle for no reason and it's the Harry Potter books for free. And I've come to the conclusion that Harry definitely was sending Hermione Polaroid pictures of his genitals via owl. Anyways, welcome to the 50th episode of Kicking It With Cause. This, I'm excited, dude, 50 episodes, man. I wasn't going to open with the Harry Potter thing, but it was just, it was eating me away inside. I was up late at night and I was thinking about how he was, you know, he was probably having Ron be like, you know, how's this look? Is this a nice pose? Maybe put your, don't put your wand next to your dick. It makes it look small. <laughs> don't put your, <laughs> don't do that. No, 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 no. Should I, should I shrink the wand so it makes my dick look bigger? This is why you're the best, Harry. This is why you're the goat, Harry. This is... This is why Harry's the goat, everybody. Did you see that? He's made to make the wand smaller to make his dick look bigger. Some guy in the corner, he's like, couldn't you just make your dick bigger with a spell? Hey! Totally takes... You, don't ruin the process. That is Harry Potter you're talking to. Don't you fucking... Don't talk to him like that again. All right? Or, I'll, or we'll make your dick super tiny. Anyways, 50 episodes. 50 episodes straight. Sorry. I know. I'm, I'm trying to focus here. I, I just really... I want to say thank you very, 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 very much. This means the world to me. 50 episodes. The fact that all of you have stuck through the ups and downs, 50 episodes straight. That isn't true. I did just lie to your face. It wasn't straight. 50 episodes straight. It was 50 episodes gay. That was a terrible joke. You don't know. Okay. That wasn't funny. That wasn't okay. Don't laugh at that. That wasn't a good joke. If you laughed at that, stop. Stop it, Anthony. Sorry. Everything's fine. Okay. No, it wasn't 50 episodes straight because I did take a little break. It was sort of like a metaphorical gap year between episodes, sort of, kind of. It was honestly the same thing. It was pretty much like a gap year, except instead of sailing through Europe on daddy's money, I was doing Xanax and having sweaty panic attacks on uh, public restroom floors. But that, on the micro level, that's the same thing. In my head, sailing through Europe doing Xanax and an Applebee's, it's pretty, when you look at it, <laughs> when you look at it in front of you on a linear, on a linear plane, maybe even a horizontal one, whichever works, whatever angle you see where that equals the same thing, you, you do that. You do that. Okay. You do that. I mean, really, I mean, it is the same thing. They were probably doing Molly and having panic attacks. While they're in Europe sailing, which is way more fun, right? Because you get to do the Molly and then you have the panic attack. I was having panic attacks. I was getting the consequences. It wasn't like it wasn't like I was doing a bunch of drugs. By the way, if you're new here, I'll explain this to you. It wasn't like I was doing drugs. And then I woke up one day and I was like, oh no, the consequences of my actions. Fuck. Shit. Here they here we go. Now I just woke up one day, no actions that would lead to this. And I just had the consequences, you know, because if it was drug related, if it, like, you know, it would have made sense if I was doing drugs and then I started having panic attacks, it would have been like, I would have sat there and I've been like, worth it. Fuck it, dude. Molly's sick. But instead I just fucking, I just started having panic attacks and it turns out that my brain was actually the source of the problem. And unfortunately it wasn't drugs because that's way easier, right? You, you do drugs, it causes something. You just take the drugs out. You minus the drugs, solve the problem. I had to solve the problem by adding drugs into my life. I was actually going backwards. This, <laughs> um, by the way, if you're watching this episode and on YouTube, and at one point I'm wearing a different outfit, 
Yes, I did have to record twice again this week, just like last week. Um, I started, uh, I was starting to cough up blood at one point. Um, not really any of your concern. Uh, don't even put in one ear out the other. You didn't even hear that. I just wanted to kind of give you the gist in case you see me in some different outfits or something like that. And you're like, did he just change midway through? Is this a, is this a performance? It isn't. Well, I like to think of this as a performance. I am an, I am an artist. You know, it is, it, it's, there's an art to, uh, um, talking about Harry Potter taking pictures of his genitals. Nope, not everybody could do it. Okay. I know some of you might think, oh, I could do this. You can't. If you think that you could be as funny as me, you can't. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not possible. If you're sitting there and you're thinking, but oh, but he's really funny. And I don't know. My friends think I'm funny. They lie. They're lying to you. Nobody actually likes you. Everybody hates you. And you're a loser. So, <laughs> so quit thinking that anybody likes you. My mom said she likes me. Your mom called me and she said, you're a fucking loser. Your mom said that you're a loser. She goes, this nerd won't leave the house. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. If you think you could do what I could do, you can't. So forget it. Don't even try to do it because you can't do it. Um, yeah, but chase your dreams though. That's really what I want to stress here. This is, that's the importance of this. Chase your dreams. Chase what feels important to you and chase, chase, chase bank. Um, do better. Chase, chase bank. Chase for more. What's their, what's their intro? The intro. You walk into a bank, they just start playing DJ Khaled. Hi, can I? Hi, I was wondering if I could deduct 500. DJ Khaled. All I do is win, win. <laughs> Just get intro music. Can I deduct a thousand? Rich homie Quan pops out of the closet. <laughs> the fucking Wiz Khalifa just jumps up behind the desk. Black and yellow, black and yellow. What the fuck is going on? You're you're taking out more than a thousand, sir. Wiz Khalifa has to sing black and yellow. Do I have to wait for him to finish? Yeah, you do. Okay, it's disrespectful. Don't disrespect Wiz. That's rude. Okay. That's. <laughs> He jumps out, dude. I wish, I wish, I could just have intro music in life. Like, how sick would it be to just like walk into a doctor's appointment with like, with like intro music behind you, or like really any appointment? You walk into some funeral, you start playing uh, Fifty Cent. You like walk in, everybody's sobbing. You just come in with a boombox on your shoulder. You're like, he, he got shot like I ain't shot, but he ain't fucking breathing. You're like, that is. Instead of like bawling, they're like, that's my grandma. It was, <laughs> it was diabetes. She didn't get shot. Yeah, but she ain't fucking breathing. I got diabetes too, but she ain't fucking breathing. <laughs> you sit up there. You're like, they're like, can you talk at the eulogy? You just start putting it on your shoulder. You start jumping around. You're like, you just start fucking rapping to the casket. <laughs> you start singing back to back by Drake. Back to back for the, that didn't get the message. Back to back like it's Jordan 96, 97. You're just shoving your fingers in this dead corpse's face. You're like, what's up, bitch? Start playing John Cena. You can't see me. John, stop it. What are you doing? You can't see me. Cause you're dead. Sorry. That wasn't funny. Dude, 50 episodes though. I mean, welcome to the show, man. If it's your first time here, you know, maybe go listen to the other 50 or 49, I guess. Whatever. Fuck you. What are you, a math wizard? Get off my ass, man. Get off my fucking dick, bro. 50, 49, whatever, man. What are you, fuck, what are you fucking doctor, psychologist or some shit? 
What are you fucking? You go. You know all the. You know all the numbers. You know all the fucking numbers. Okay. What comes after thirty-seven? Thirty-eight. I. Right, it's pretty good. Yeah. You good. All right. Maybe you do know all the numbers. <laughs> what do you know all the fucking numbers, huh? What do you know every fucking number? Yeah. What's two? What's two? What comes after a million and three? Yeah. A million and four? Yeah, this guy's fucking good, man. Shit. You ever think about becoming the president? <laughs> you ever think about running for office? I think you use somebody like you, man. Think you use somebody like you, man. Um, I am anxiously waiting. This is, a, this is an interesting segue, but I'm anxiously waiting for it to get back to the appropriate temperature. Or not get back to. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess get back to. But get into this year. Get, get to the appropriate temperature where I could break out. Um, the fall candles. I'm a huge candle guy, dude. I love a good candle. I love, love a good candle. But the problem is you can't bring out like autumn wind, right? When it's 75 and sunny outside, like there's the, the, the vibes just aren't there. You can't bring out autumn wind. Okay, dude. I love a good candle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whore for a good candle. Love a good candle. I would let somebody prefer. I would prefer actually. I would actually encourage somebody to pour hot candle wax all over my body. I would encourage that. I would. I would absolutely encourage that. Um honestly, I would yeah. If somebody if somebody offered that to me, I wouldn't decline, that's for sure. I would not decline. Um wouldn't decline, probably would also bring it up myself if we're being completely honest with each other here. Um hot candle wax, I'm a big candle wax guy. If you haven't had hot candle wax poured on your body, it's an interesting feeling. Um, not that I've ever done it. I've done it on accident a few times, but it's an interesting feeling because it, you get the hot candle wax and you go, fuck. And then about three seconds later, you go, did I like that? Right. And then you can start to get a little scared and you go, shit, I, maybe I did like that. And then you start to get worried and then you start to rethink your whole, you know, existence. And you're like, dude, was that a kink? Was it not a kink? Am I supposed to feel this way? Is it normal to feel a little aroused when maybe that autumn wind drops on your back? You know, it, it hardens. It creates like a, a surface and you could peel it right off. I used to pour candle wax on my desk when I was in high school. Like when I would sit at my desk, I used to pour candle wax on my desk and then just like peel it off. Um, I always found that very enjoyable, but yeah, dude, hot candle wax. If you're not in a hot candle wax, you're not, you're not, you're not living right. I'll tell you that right now. Hot candle wax is the way to live. I love dude, hot candle wax, hot candles. I can't wait for fall. I'll, I'll have three candles going at once in my room. I don't care if the aromas, if they don't complement each other, I don't really care. I want to smell like a backwood fire, um, the autumn wind, and you know, all, all these different things at once. Okay? I want to smell like all these different things at once. I love it, dude. The, the, the leaves are going to start changing soon. That's going to be awesome for my run. The scenery is going to be different. It's going to be exciting. Right? I love fall because I love just watching the world die around me. Right? You see the trees dying everything's dying and I go, but I'm doing pretty good. And it makes you feel better about yourself, honestly, unless you're not doing too hot. Right. Cause the, cause then you're going to look at the trees and you're going to be like, Oh my God, everything's dying. Don't do that. That would be a little bit silly, but you could look at the trees and stuff like that. And you could look at it and you could be like, Oh my God, I'm doing great. But these trees can't even hold on. You don't shed leaves every year. That's pathetic. You're fine. You're doing better. If you ever think you're doing bad, you're doing better than the trees. You're doing much better than the trees. The trees, what do they have to do? They have to shed these leaves and, and regrow these things everywhere. It's fucking, that's exhausting, okay? A little dramatic, mind you, okay? It gets a little cold out. All of a sudden, they have to lose every leaf on them. It's a little insane, right? It sounds like somebody kind of wants attention. 
Sounds like the trees. I think the trees just want attention. They didn't need the Lorax. The Lorax was parading them around. He's like, I'm here to protect the trees. The trees speak for themselves. Okay? The trees speak for themselves. Every year, they're changing colors, dude. They're always trying to be the center of attention. I'm sick of it. Okay? When's it my turn? When, when, can I, when do I get to change colors? Okay? Why, why can't I turn green and blue and purple? Why can't I do these things? The trees just get to show off right? They get to, the leaves get to fall off, you know, then they, then, the, then they have the snow fall on them and they look so sexy. I'm sick of it, dude. These trees, they're parading themselves around. Okay. And they're looking all sexy. And quite honest, I don't want the youth seeing this anymore. Okay. The youth is seeing these trees bare ass naked, mind you. They don't give a fuck. Twigs out, twigs out, fucking stumps out, dude. I saw three stumps yesterday, just out. Nobody cared. Nobody said anything. Nobody was, nobody was concerned that the stump was showing. Nobody concerned that anything was there. They were just going about their day like it, it was normal. These trees get to parade themselves around, okay? But I wear five-inch inseam on my run, and all of a sudden, I'm a fucking, I'm a nuisance to the neighborhood, okay? And I'm scaring the kids. These trees are scaring the kids. The leaves falling, everything's changing. It's a little bit too much. The trees, they need to relax. They're showing these little kids, they're like, they're showing up, right? They're stripping. These trees are stripping in front of these little kids. And quite frankly, I've had enough. Quite frankly, I've had enough. These trees, they are stripping their clothes limb from limb. Then they're just naked all winter, horned up, hard as shit. You ever touch a tree in the winter? It's rock hard, dude. Rock hard. You ever grab a tree? It's cold, hard. Real sexual, man. Real sexual. I'm not even going to beat around the bush anymore. Speaking of bushes, they do the same shit, dude. They get all, they get, they shrink up a little. They get all hard and wrinkly. Get out of here, man. All these trees, dude. All these trees. You know, we had to cut down a tree in front of my house when I was younger. My dad said it was because the roots were going under the house. I think it was because that tree was just too fucking sexy, man. I think, I think it was just, I think it was just getting all the other trees hard, man. I think it was just, I think it was just getting every tree in the neighborhood bricked, just straight bricked. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, I think the trees, the trees are doing something. I mean, when I was younger, the leaves used to fall and I used to get hard when I was like four, I used to get really hard. I used to get, I used to get, I used to get a boner every time I would see a tree just stripping in front of me. I mean, how could you not, dude? It's a gorgeous, nature's gorgeous. And, and, you know, I was watching mother nature strip in front of me and I go, I go, maybe I don't like women or men. This is interesting. Actually, this is a... <laughs> I go, maybe I don't even like humans, right? Then the squirrels, then you see the squirrels going in and out of the holes in the tree. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? This can't be Disney. This can't be PG, man. This is X. This is R-rated. This is unrated. You ever see a tree, dude? Go in a forest. All these people, they take their kids to these pumpkin patches and like all these like, you know, these like these fall things where like they're going through on these on these hay rides and shit, and there's all these trees. They're like, look at the leaves falling. Look at your children watching live pornography. That's what I'm saying. I mean, these parents just don't, don't seem to care, but your children are in the woods, and they're watching live pornography. I mean, this tree's just stripping in front of them. They're eating the fruit from it. They're just sucking on its apples, which are basically its titties. I mean, basically. Name me something Name me something else that it is. It's their titties or their nuts. Either way, you're eating them, you're sucking them. You go, how juicy are these? You said that to your four-year-old last week. You're sick. You people sicken me. 
It's disgusting. I can't even. I I almost want to get off the topic right now because I'm just so disgusted. I'm so disgusted. It's disgusting. Oh man. Did you see Hillary Clinton's got a new show? It's called like Gutsy. I'm not really sure what what's so gutsy about losing the election, but I mean, I I don't know. I guess I'll find out. I'll watch the first episode. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's probably not about losing the election. It's probably like when she leaked those emails, but then she still decided to show her face in public. Also, by the way, I was getting actually really pissed off by the show. I don't know if you see it, gutsy, whatever. It's supposed to show like gutsy women. The point of the show, the the the, the point of the show is good. Like that's like a good thing to like promote like oh like gutsy women like doing like dope shit um i hate to say it joe rogan has had way cooler women on his fucking show than any of the ones that i saw on hillary's thing i don't care what you think about that but there was a woman on joe rogan who ran an ultra marathon that was like 200 miles and on mile 150 she went blind she went fucking blind and then she ran another 50 miles blind and won the fucking race blind are you hearing she went blind hillary lost a presidential election this woman went blind and kept running i there is nothing in my life that i would even consider going blind for there is not i don't care how much money you give me how many awards you would give me she didn't even i think she got a medal i mean i don't even think like she ran 200 miles, went blind. She, by the way, mid run, she had to come to terms with going blind. She fully, like she, she was not, she didn't go blind and was like, oh, it's fine. I know it'll come back after the race. She didn't know that she's not a medical professional. After the fact, doctors told her that she pushed her body so far that um, some of her senses started to shut down, which were her eyes. She went blind. But at the, in that moment, she accepted blindness. In that, I mean, if that's not gutsy, Okay, I don't give a fuck, Hillary. Okay, you leaked emails. I don't really know. Okay, whatever. You Okay, your husband got sucked off in the Oval Office and you thought it was gutsy to stick by his side. I think it's more gutsy to go blind and, and run 50 miles. I can't even run 50 miles and I can see. Okay? I mean, dude, my sight is fine. I can't run 50 miles. I would tell you that right now. Can't do it. And she did it in, in one too like this isn't like she won the race she went blind and won if you came in second you should quit you should not the woman went blind and you couldn't beat her i mean no offense to the blind i love the blind big fan of the blind but i think i could win beat him in a race i'm just saying i once again big fan of the blind i could totally beat him in a race though just saying the fact that this woman went blind and the second place person couldn't win is beyond me beyond me that's gutsy that's who i want to see on the show but instead she had like one of the episodes was um i think it was the first episode i haven't really watched much of it i was trying to watch it to talk about it but i was just, i could not get into it i'm so sorry i couldn't get into it i was really trying to get into it but one of the things it was like talking about it was like oh it's so gutsy or whatever um the show and it was like gutsy women and the one woman like left a white supremacist group and now she like goes like goes down a river somewhere or something and tries to find other women in these groups and like tell them to leave and i was just sitting there and i'm like this is so crazy i was like two i was like what's really gutsy about this entire episode is that there's two white people talking about white supremacy 
on Apple TV. I go, that's what's really gutsy. I don't know how this got cleared. I mean, that's I was watching. I go, this is what's gutsy. I go, that's what's gutsy. I mean, sure, like she's getting people out of white supremacy groups. Sure, that's good. But like, why? I don't even why would you even open the fucking show? I was like, wow, that I was like, I mean, they really nailed the diversity. I mean, they really they really nailed the diversity thing right in the fucking beginning, man. I mean, they they were I mean, I don't even know who greenlit that. They were like, first episode, who should we have? They're like, why don't we start with the white supremacists talking to Hillary? I think that'll really get it going. I mean I wanted to turn the show off just because of that. I was like, why am I I go, what the fuck are you opening this with? What's going on? What's happening? What is this? I was so confused. <laughs> I, I part of me was like, am I really seeing what I'm seeing right now? I mean, I thought like I was literally looking at this. I'm like, are you writing my material for me? I go, this is Apple TV writing my material? This is crazy. And Oh my god. But yeah, the show's called Gutsy. Whatever. She's gutsy, I guess. I don't know. Um by the way, nothing I'm not, I'm not even I honestly don't I don't really know her politics all that well, to be honest with you. Like I like I'm gonna say that truthfully. So when I'm making fun of her here, it's not because of her politics. I'm literally just making fun of her because of the entire idea of the fucking show. Like if you're gonna have if you're gonna call it gutsy, like I want to see I want to see dope fucking women. Like what about that the girl who uh like bring her back Soul Surfer the one who got her arm chopped off by a shark and she still and she still surfs she still surfs that's fucking insane that's gutsy she literally every day she go I think she goes back to the same spot that she got bit at she's like taunting this fucking shark this is this bitch is crazy. If I met her in per, I'd be terrified of her. I'm afraid of that woman. I'm going to be honest with you. The soul surfer? She got her arm bit off. And she's like, they didn't mean it. And every day she just goes there and she taunts the shark and surfs over. You know how fucking baller that is? I mean, that's, fu- I mean, that's fucking crazy. But instead, like, I don't know. I mean, now listen, obviously, I haven't seen the other episodes. Am I going to watch them? Maybe. I'm not sure. But my point is that... um. I just think that, you know, it's a little amusing how oh, they started the first episode, right? You know, maybe don't open with the white supremacist group. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's, it was wild, man. I mean, I thought I literally, I thought we went back like 80 years when I opened the episode and it was two white women sitting next to each other. And they're like, how do you feel about white supremacy? I go, what, what is happening? I was like, I was like, is this on Apple TV? I was like, is this a parody? I was like, what the, I, dude, I was waiting for Zach Galifianakis to like jump out from behind and be like, welcome to Between Two Ferns. I was like, I was like, what's going on? I was waiting for him to jump up behind the plants, but it, he never did. Oh man, it was weird. It was weird. I don't know. I, I think I'll try and watch more of the episodes. I think you have to pay for Apple TV. I don't have Apple TV. Who the fuck pays for Apple TV? That's the one thing. I won't pay for it. Amazon Prime, all that, Hulu, Netflix, yeah. But Apple TV, I'm not paying for that. Maybe I will. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it and I'll watch it. Fine. Fine. You convince me. I'll watch it. I'll watch it and we'll get more in depth in a later episode. Um, That was kind of me getting into current events. Sorry. Um, I didn't even really think about it. Um, 
Oh, this thing I saw, there's a Queen Elizabeth super fan. Inside the home of a Queen Elizabeth super fan as she mourns the monarch. First of all, this lady, I mean, she looks like a Queen Elizabeth super fan. I mean, she, I mean, I don't really know how to explain it to the listeners right now, but she kind of looks like if I, if I saw her on the, on the streets of London, I would think she's a witch. I really, I would. And I don't mean that. And I don't, and I don't mean that a nice way. (laughs) She has all these like memorabilia of the queen. I think she has fucking, she has so many pictures, teacups, all these different things framed. What's worse. Do you think who would you rather, who would you rather have a conversation with the, um, queen Elizabeth super fan or a Disney adult, which one you got to pick. You got to pick one. You're like, Anthony, I think I'd rather jump off a bridge. You can't. You can't. You got to pick one. Queen Elizabeth Superfan. What do you think? What does she even talk about? Do you think she always talks about the queen? She must. Honestly, I think I'd rather talk to her because at least it, right? Because when you talk to her, she's like, the queen, I loved her. And it's like, okay, that's a real person you're looking up to. But like these Disney adults, they're like, I love Mickey Mouse. Get a job. I mean, fuck. (laughs) We all love Mickey Mouse, okay? All right, we all love Mickey Mouse, but this isn't a fucking fa- fa- fairy tale. All right, I mean, at least this lady, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about her, her, you know, her dragging you on Splash Mountain or some shit. You know, do you want to see? M- <laughs> Can we? T- right, at least she has like pictures of a real person. Honestly, you know what? This lady's fine. She doesn't have a- the Disney adults would scare me. You know, she, she's a super fan of the queen, whatever the super fans of, you know, Justin Bieber of, you know, big pop stars, Michael Jackson, there's people who love and, and that, and, and then I can understand cause it's a real person that you could put a face to obviously and like a name, but these Disney adults, they're scary, man. They're freaky. You know, who's your hero? Buzz Lightyear. No, your hero now, not when you were eight years old. Yeah. It's still Buzz Lightyear. How, how, how? Well, because he went to infinity and beyond, which, and, and, and that means I could do anything. Do you know there's real books that were written that have that same concept? <laughs> there's novels. You ever heard of like a book? There's books with that same concept, except it's, it's written in a way that makes it sound much smarter than to infinity and beyond. <laughs> I would much rather be involved with this Queen Elizabeth super fan because at least, you know, she's going to acknowledge that like she's dead and she's not de- there anymore. Maybe she'll start to, you know, get a grasp on reality a little bit more and be like, she's gone, you know, X, Y, Z, it's sad. And then, you know, she's, she seems like maybe like a semi-normal lady. Dude, you walk into a Disney adult. I mean, at least this lady's not walking around with like, a, you know, a crown and Mickey Mouse ears and shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if she walks around with a crown, but that's still less weird than walking around with Mickey Mouse ears and shit like that. I mean, it's wild. That is wild. All right, let's see. What else we got here? She bad baby was invited to speak at Oxford to quote, to quote unquote, drop wisdom. Didn't she like, she was on Dr. Phil for what? Like beating the fuck out of her mom. And now she's speaking at Oxford. Anything is possible, kids. You could do anything you put your mind to. I don't like when people say, you know, oh, be realistic. No, you could literally do whatever the fuck you want. You could literally do whatever the fuck you want. Bad baby is speaking at Oxford. Why do you, why do you, my question is, why did they invite her? Do you think they heard Gucci flip-flops and they were like, this is modern poetry? 
this this is Shakespeare. This is this might as well be a Shakespearean novel. Somebody in the crowd, they're like, when you said Gucci flip flops fucking hit your bitch in the socks, what did you mean by that? <laughs> Was there a deeper meaning to that? Let's look up the lyrics actually. Gucci Gucci flip flops, fuck it, hit your bitch in my socks. This a big watch, diamond dripping off of the clock. Pull the six out, winter time, drop in the top. Give it to they pussy ass. Turn that shit up a notch. This is what got her to Oxford. This got her to Oxford. What am I doing wrong? That's that's what I would like to know. Bad baby got these bitches busting for cash. Do the dash. Try to play me, bitch. I'm busting your ass. I'm just trying to wrap my head around some professor at Oxford reading this and going hold on hold on a minute love did you read this i got big guap pussy yeah i'm real rich six cars two houses yet i'm still rich that you see what she did there she's saying she bought six cars and two houses which would put most people in in a in a in a state of of of, of bankruptcy yet she is still rich she must speak at our wonderful establishment. <laughs> what is she even going to talk about? What inspired you to write Gucci flip-flops? Well, I was wearing my Gucci flip-flops and I thought, these are fucking sick. Let's make a song. And I did just that. That's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she did. Maybe, I mean, I don't know what they're going to ask her. I mean, good for her, dude. She's clearly bettering her life, I guess. I'm not really sure. Oxford, that's... I mean, this is, I mean, there are some things in life that confuse me and that this is one of them. I can't do this anymore. I, can we get, a, can we go to advice? What else do I even have here? Or er, the pandemic is close. Oh, who officials were saying the pandemic is close to past tense. Like meaning it's, you know, in the past saying the end is in sight. The who, every time I read this dude, the who's director, every, I, every time I read the world health organization, who, when they capitalize it like that, I can't get the image out of my mind that like these people live in Whoville and they tell me what vaccines I need. Like it's like for every, every time I think of that, I can never take them seriously because all I can think about is like, all I can think about is like some Whoville fuck with like their pointy ears and shit and their big fucking nose. They're, you know, their silly fucking look and they're like, Hey. And they're like, we think you need to get vaccinated. I go, you don't even, you, you wear a fucking thneed. Don't tell me what to do. I don't, I mean, they're like, you should really stand six feet apart. I go, your house looks like a fucking jungle gym. Shut the fuck up. You should really wear a mask. You have a little orange man telling people that you shouldn't kill trees. Don't tell me what to do, you little Whoville fuck. Whoville. <laughs> Dude, I wish Who's ran Who, like the World Health Organization. That would be hilarious. That would be the Lorax, dude. We need the Lorax more than ever right now. Speaking of the fucking Lorax, global warming or global uh, climate change. Did you see that the, the head of Patagonia, the man who owns Patagonia, this is actually good for current events. I want to talk about this. The guy who owns Patagonia, he no gave it away. He gave the company away, $3 billion company, gave it away to a nonprofit for climate change and now there's going to be 
whatever you buy at Patagonia goes directly to support climate change. And um, they make about 100 mil a year. Dude. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, dude. If I was his kids, I mean, fucking one oh, how to, how to get put in a home one oh one. I mean, I'm throwing my parents in a home. If that was my parents, I mean, listen, like the environment is important, but the whole fucking company, the whole fucking company, I'm putting them right in a home. I'm directly in a home. And they're going to be like, no, I'm fine. I don't need to be put in a home. What are you talking about? All I got to do is explain to a doctor. I go, doc, he just gave away a yacht. He gave away a yacht for the environment. Lock him up. <laughs> Lock him up. He's clearly not thinking straight. Put him away, doc. Yes, right away, sir. Of course. He's clearly off his rocker. Giving away a whole fucking company, man. I mean, come on. I mean, 100 mil a year to climate change? I mean, good for him or whatever, but you know. I mean, if I was him, would I do the same? No. Let's, I mean, no, I wouldn't. I, I think most of us wouldn't, to be honest. I, he's a better man than most of us, to be honest with you. Also, his kids, by the way. I mean, I couldn't help but laugh. Um, I think one of the quotes from one of, the chil- one of his children was, which, by the way, they're not children. I think they're like in their 30s because uh, he's like 70. But one of the children said, they were like, how do you feel about this? And they're like, being a billionaire is a flaw in the system. And I was like, well, that's really easy to say when I know you still probably have $100 million in your inheritance. I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy, but it would be really easy for me to say some fun little buzzword, some buzzwords like that, okay, if I knew that I had $50 mil in the bank. I'm just saying, if I was him, would I have given away 100% of the company? No, I would have given away 90 though. You know, at least give me $10 mil a year. You know, I would have given, you know, $10 mil a year for me. Maybe 50 mil a year for me if the company's making 100. 50%. 50% to climate change, a lot of money. A lot of money, $50 million, but so is 25. I'd like 75. You know, I mean, I would least, I would say I'd give them 25%. Yeah, definitely, definitely 15%. They would get 15% for climate change. I would take 85 mil. And I think, honestly, at the end of the day, I would take 90% and they would get 10. Yeah, they should get 10 mil. I should get 90 mil. Yeah. I mean, climate change, what can you do? What can you do? The climate, it changes all the time. The climate's constantly changing. The climate changes every day. I mean, if you yesterday it was 75, today it's 82. I mean, the climate's changing every day. They don't need 100 mil. They don't need 100 mil. I need a new Bugatti. <laughs> I need a Bugatti. All right, I need that bright red Ferrari. All right, the climate changes every day. Global warming. Yeah, you're right. It is getting a little hot outside. It's okay. We're all going to be fine. Now, where's the Ferrari store? <laughs> where's the Ferrari dealership? Young sir, where is that Italian machinery? I'd love to grab one for myself. Oh, the beautiful, the Italians make a hell of a car. I'll be honest with you, they do. Ferrari. Whew. Beautiful. Beautiful whip. The climate changes every day. This guy's, I think he's being a little dramatic, you know? Also, I think he heard me. In my, I think he listened to last week's episode. He must have listened to last week's episode when I said, I think that the energy drinks are going to kill me, or I think that climate change is going to kill me before the energy drinks do. And he goes, ah, I'm going to prove you wrong. And he just, he, now he's going to fix fucking climate change with all this fucking money. And now the energy drinks are going to kill me first. And it's just going to be disappointing. And everyone's going to be like, damn. Damn, I can't, I can't believe the ozone has been has been restored and Anthony's dead. 
I can't believe the ozone is the ozone is so healthy, but Anthony looks horrible. He looks horrendous. What is that? I think it's the 14 Red Bull he drank a day for 30 years. Damn. Yeah, he was betting on climate change to kill him first. Yeah, I mean, good bet, but fuck. After that Patagonia thing, it really just went uphill, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, and all he did was go downhill. Yeah. Ever since the climate started getting better, he's honestly, he's gotten worse. He's gotten worse. Yeah, but that guy, he gave away the company. Honestly, good for good for him, though, at the end of the day. I don't care enough about any cause to give them uh, $3 billion, but, you know, even if I had it, I wouldn't. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I feel like I don't, I know I don't need to tell you that, but I just kind of want to. I want to, I want to let you know that if I had $3 billion, no, there's no cause in the world that would make me give all that money away. Like, no way. There's no way. If I had a $3 billion company, sure, I, the max I'm, like, realistically, if we're going to sit here and we're actually going to crunch the numbers, max I'm given 50% a year. 50% of the revenue a year can go to a great cause. Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful thing to do. I think that's a beautiful thing to do, but the other 50. The other 50 is going to me, myself, and I. I don't care if that's selfish. I don't care what you think about it. Because at the end of the day, if you had $3 billion, I'm not convinced that any of you would do any good with it. Okay? I'm not convinced that you would do anything good with it. I'm not convinced that you would fix the environment. I'm not convinced that you would fix really much of anything. You probably couldn't even fix your own life with $3 billion because you're all depressed and anxious and hate yourselves. But... You know how to hate yourself a little less? That beautiful Italian machinery, a brand new Ferrari. That's how they do it. That's how, And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's but good for him. I don't, listen, I don't believe in anything to give it $3 billion, but I'm happy that he believes in something. <sighs> All right. Let's do the advice segment. Long distance relationship in college. I don't know if you're saying how to deal with it or if you should be in it. If it's the latter, stop. Long distance doesn't work. Okay. Well, I don't know why, because you're going to be thinking about it. It's going to control your entire day. You're going to sit there and you're going to think about them and you're going to be like, I wonder if they're, I wonder if, I wonder if, I wonder if he's fucking the entire sorority. Guess what? He is. He is. Break up with them, right? Or vice versa, right? If you got a girlfriend, whatever you got, right? From the other perspective, if you got a girlfriend and you're like, but she said she loved me. She doesn't. Okay. She's sucking Fred Hoscock. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm sorry to be the one to break that news to you, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Get out of your long distance relationship. Get out of it. You want to know why long distance doesn't work? Because there's too much the uh, there's too much distance between the longness between both of you. That didn't make any sense, but my listen to me. Long distance, you can't do it. Okay? You can't do it. You can't do it. You both have to be on the exact same page, and you don't know if the other person is because you can't crawl inside their head, right? Because what if they're staring at you and they're lying to your face? Now, I know some of this, I know this information might make some of you paranoid and you'd be like, oh my God, what if they are lying to me? They probably are, but they might not be, right? If you're in a long distance relationship and you're like, are they lying to me? Probably, probably. They're like, but they said they haven't even been out this week. Oh, I haven't ran this week. What do we, I mean, what are we doing? What, what are we just lying here? Oh, but they said all they've, been, all they've been doing is studying. They're at Arizona State. They're at Arizona State, not fucking Oxford. They're not studying, okay? Well, they said they've been crammed with schoolwork. They're at Florida State. They're at Miami. They're at the U, okay? Not the H. However the fuck, sorry, I tried to do it with my hands. They're not at the H, they're not at Harvard. But they said they've been studying all week. Nobody has that much work. Nobody has that much work, okay? Unless they're going for their doctorate at fucking Cambridge, they don't have that much work. I promise you. Right? If you want to know the signs, whatever. Listen, how do you know if your long-distance relationship is going good? 
maybe they're, they're answering all your texts. They're giving you FaceTime calls. They're answering your FaceTime calls. They're sending you face. As long as the energy is being reciprocated, I don't think you have to worry about a damn thing, to be honest with you. I know, listen, I like to be the devil's advocate and I like to be negative because I like to ruin relationships and ruin lives because that brings me joy. And there's something cynical inside of me that, and that's unfortunate. There's a cynic inside of me. There's a terrible little man that lives inside of me that wants to watch the world burn. And sometimes he gets brought out and he did for a second there in the first five minutes. And I'm sorry about that. The first five minutes of this advice segment, of course, but listen to me right here. If the long distance relationship is going good, I mean, if you're about to get into one, you know, I, I think you need to really look at yourself here and you need to think, you know, I, I mean, if you're going into, if, if I'm assuming this is based on like a college long distance, because if you're, I mean, if you're, if you're 36 doing long distance, give it up, stop, stop, stop. It's not worth it. Stop. Okay. Go. The longest distance you should be traveling is about 10 miles. If you can't find someone Within 10 miles, when you're 36, forget about it. Forget about love. Go buy cats, get books. I mean, it's over for you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's over. It's pretty much over. You can't really do much at that point. Get off the dating apps and get and get on the pills, to be honest. Get on the pills or go to a library. I don't really know. But if you're under that age, and I'm assuming you're in college or something of that nature, then if you're asking about long distance you got to say to yourself right now, you got to sit there and you got to go, am I going to marry this person? If you even hesitate for a fraction of a second, you don't do long distance. That's the, you don't do long distance unless you're going to marry this person. Why are you doing long distance? Why? If you're like, ah, maybe we'll get married, maybe someday Anthony, but how am I supposed to know if I want to marry this person? You should know by now, if you're even considering a long distance relationship, you could, you, you're essentially considering marriage. You're essentially considering marriage if you're thinking about a long-distance relationship. So now, now that we got that out of the way and you think that you want to get, you want to marry this person, beautiful, wonderful, I'm happy you found your soulmate, whoop de doo doo congratulations, you're a loser. No, you're not. You're beautiful, it's wonderful, it's amazing. Whatever, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Now, you've decided you want to stay together. You, you both think you're on the same page, you want to get married, whatever. But then, you know, you're sitting and you're thinking now. This is when it starts to get a little hairy. If they're not... If you are starting to get a new rhythm where you feel like you're the only one that's texting first, you're the only one that's calling first, you're the only one that's reaching out, do a little trick here. Don't reach out for, don't be the first one to reach out for a week, right? Now, at some point in that week, they get back to you and they go, hey, what the fuck? What's wrong? What's going on? That means they care. Maybe they're just, and then maybe they're actually busy and they've had a lot of things going on. There's stress, schoolwork, blah, 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 blah. But side flip here if they say they're stressed but they're rushing for a frat they're drunk fucking sorority girls i'm sorry that you needed to hear that from me but it's the truth oh but he's so stressed out he's he says he has so much things on his plate he's a communications major at a juco i don't think he's that stressed i think he's all right i think he's all right I think it's the relationship that's not being reciprocated correctly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Long distance. What was the quote? I don't even remember. What was it? Oh, it said in college. Did I read that out loud first? You guys are probably sitting here. You're like, he said in college when he started this, he's fucking stupid. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. But okay. Long distance in college. Yeah. Unless you're going to marry that person. Yeah. Fuck no. Fuck no. You got to be able to, you got to be ready to marry this. You got to be committed. I mean, if you are willing to do long distance in college, then you're essentially saying, I'm ready to have your, I'm ready to bear your children and start a family in the woods. That's what you're saying. 
maybe not in the woods, maybe in a small city, whatever you want to do. But you're saying that I want to bear the fruit of your loom and I want to have your, your, your children and I want to raise these newborns as our own. And I want to start a family and I want to build a crest and I want to get your fucking initials tattooed on my upper pussy lip. That was graphic and weird and I didn't need to say that. But you understand the point that I'm trying to make here is that you long distance relationships in college, do they work? No, unless both of you are ready to get married. That's the only time they ever work. And even now, those times they don't work. Who does long distance work for? The Mormons. The Mormons love long distance, right? They're right. They're like, they read their, they, 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 they read Bible quotes over FaceTime it's, it's like a, it's like a cute little, like weird cult thing they got going on there. Right. It's like a little cult love. You love to see a little cult love every once in a while. It's weird from the outside looking in, but on the inside looking out, they love it. And they think we're all crazy. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's really beautiful that these Mormons, you know, and these people that are so now listen, some of them, are they, are they violently racist and homophobic? Sure they are, but they live in the woods. Who really cares what they do? And my point is that these Mormons, you know, I saw a video actually on TikTok. They were asking people at the University of Utah or BYU, excuse me, maybe the University of, no, no, BYU specifically. I'm terribly sorry. I even said that it was BYU and they go, would you rather watch porn or burn to death? And they all said burn to death. And I, I like those people. I, it's almost comforting how out of touch with reality they are. Because it makes you feel better about yourself, right? A little bit, a little bit, right? I mean, they believe in this thing so much and they have such hatred towards groups of people. Like, yeah, they're horrible. They're terrible. But once again, they live in the woods and they churn butter and make cabinets or something like that. I mean, they don't, they're, I mean, are they a nuisance? Like, should they, should they change? Like if they wanted to live in the real world, yeah, I'd beat the fuck out of them. I'd be like, stop being a cunt. Quit being a bitch. But considering they're living in the woods, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. They're fucking each other. I mean, does it really matter at that point? I mean, in four, in four generations, they're not even going to be able to... The, the kid's going to have an eye in the middle of their forehead. And they're going to think that they're the, the messiah or something. And they're going to, like, raise them on a raft. When in reality, they just have major deformities. But my point here is that the Mormons know how to long-distance relationship because they won't date anybody who doesn't have the same insane beliefs as them. That's my, the entire point that I was trying to make in the last three and a half minutes. <laughs> but instead I just made fun of their people, call them racist, racist and homophobic for no reason. But I mean, I'm sure some of them aren't, but that's not true. They all are. That's not, they definitely are. Every single video of a Mormon I've seen, they're like, if you don't pray like every, like if you, if you like even like think about grabbing your cock, they're like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could be with the, hang out with the devil. Fucking relax, dude. God, every Mormon I've ever seen looks like they just need to jerk off to relax. I mean, I don't know if that's sacrilegious to say, but I said it and it's staying in the episode and I really don't care. I mean, right. It's weird. My throat, dude. I think I'm getting strapped. Oh, God. Don't say that. Knock on wood. Knock on the fucking wood, man. Holy shit. I don't like it so dry and scratchy. I got a little bit of my Chipotle left. I figure out how to tack. Nope. Anthony, we are finishing this advice. Okay. I'm sorry. Long distance relationship in college. To finish it off here, should you do it? You shouldn't. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't care, you know. 
if they're saying, oh, well, they don't like they don't like to go out much, though. They, even if they don't like to go out much before college, you know who they're going to meet in college? They're going to meet that that they're going to, of course, have that roommate who loves to go out and they drag him out every night. Next thing you know, your boy, your girlfriend who doesn't like to go out much is doing coke off of off of her friend's tits at some club at 3 a.m. And you're calling and you're going, babe. Babe, what's up? Hey, babe, who's that? Oh, this is Todd. He's uh, he's he's just a friend. Why do you have his cock in your mouth? Can we talk in private? <laughs> it's not a good idea. Listen, <clears throat> if you want to get your feelings hurt, then yeah, have a long distance relationship in college. I don't give a fuck. If you want to get your feelings hurt, then yeah, of course, have a long distance relationship in college. I think that's a great idea if you want to get your feelings hurt and ruin a relationship and things of that nature. And if you want to have a terrible freshman year or sophomore year, whatever year you're in, you know, whatever year that you're doing long distance, it's going to be hell. But of course, if you both love each other and want to get married, which this is rare and love's not real. So I don't even know if this is possible. (laughs) I'm kidding. Love's real. You people are sensitive. Um... (laughs) No, but if you both very much, if you both love each other very much and you want to get married together, then you know what? Then do do the long distance and, you know, do the FaceTimes and the calls. And, you know, <clears throat> as long as you're FaceTiming every day and, you know, because nobody, listen, nobody who wants to cheat is going to put in enough effort to make it look like they're not cheating. Okay? No one's going to do enough effort. To put, you know, they're not going to be calling you every night, texting you all the time because then that gets exhausting because then they got to like text you while they're like fucking these other girls and stuff like that. And that's too much work. So don't even worry about that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, don't do long distance in college unless you're absolutely sure you want to marry this person and you're sure that they want to marry you. And even if, if if you even have a hint of doubt, then fucking don't do it. And that's the advice for that. That's the advice with cause. Advice with cause. I don't even, did I say that? That was what the segment was called? It's called the advice with cause. It's called advice with cause. If you didn't know that, it's called advice with cause. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Spotify, Apple, rate, review, follow YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, all that good shit. Share it. I love you people. We end every episode with two claps and a Ric Flair. So can I get two claps? And a Ric Flair. Woo! See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.